0: On this episode of Neighborhood Preppers, food and water storage, coming up next.
1: What's on everybody? This is Bobby Riggs Jr. with Neighborhood Preppers giving you an inside look at my food preps. Remember, as a prepper, our job is to make sure that our shelves stay stocked and our bellies stay full. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a look at some of the food preps that I have to not only keep myself, my family, my friends, but also my neighborhood prepping network full in the time of need. So first of all, you got a staple of all food preps, all preppers, the canned food. You take a look at this picture here, you can see that I got my soups, I got my fruits, I got my veggies, I got my sauces, I got my beans, potatoes. Awesome prepping. Cans are, uh, you know, they're great for prepping because, you know, they they last a long time. You can eat them 5, 10, 15 years past the expiration date. I've even seen videos of people eating them far after that. So canned food, a huge staple of prepping. Um, you know, the only thing that's hard about them is they're hard to store because of their size and their weight. And they're also hard if you do have to move them around, make sure you're rotating your stock and everything else. But canned foods definitely a huge part of prepping. You can also get canned meats. I got chicken breast. I got ham. Um, those are a huge staple because those are two things that we eat a lot of in my family. So you know, again, a, a huge, uh, long expiration date. So those are good things to prep. I also like my tuna fish, you can see I got some cans of tuna fish, but I love these tuna creations, those little tuna bags, those are awesome, those little pouches are great, they have a long expiration date, they come fully seasoned, ready to eat, you can just open it up, get it right out of there, it's it's an awesome snack, and they're easy to store, because they're flat and they're in that pouch, you can literally just, you know, pile them up and put them anywhere you need to, out of sight, out of mind. And, you know, we eat those quite regularly, so whenever I pick those up, they're pretty cheap. You know, I can put those into my storage, and and those are awesome to have. Um, Chicken bouillon cubes. That's one of the things that I love to prep. I like to keep those around because you just mix them with water. Suddenly you have a chicken broth, so you can use that when you're mixing it with rice. Um, You can use it with noodles to turn it into a soup. All you need is water tastes good There is a lot of sodium in it So be careful, but they last a long time. They're really cheap. They're really lightweight So chicken bouillon cubes is one of my favorite preps Katie Patterson, I hope you're watching because peanut butter is one of my favorite preps I always make sure that I have a couple months worth of peanut butter my family We eat a lot of peanut butter. It's got a lot of protein and It's good. My kids love it. But also, look for the powdered peanut butter because all you got to do is just mix it with a little bit of water. It's got a really long shelf life. It's easy to store. It's lightweight. It comes in a small container. Mix it with a little bit of water. Suddenly, you have peanut butter, so that is an awesome prep. Look for the powdered peanut butter at your stores. Um, I got a couple of those, and and I got them in my bug-out bags, um, and I also have them in my prepping gear stuff. Um, powdered potatoes, that's another one that I love. You can make those instant potatoes. They're easy to store. They come in the packs. Here's a picture of some of the ones that I bought, but I also have some that I have put in vacuum sealed bags. I'll talk more about vacuum sealing in a little bit here, but the instant potatoes, again, super cheap, super lightweight, super easy to store. You just add water and mashed potatoes are, you know, they're perfect for a good meal, a side, they fill you up they got lots of nutrients so those those are awesome I love those this is one of my uh, (laughs) this is every single college person has lived off of these at some point if you went to school um, ramen noodles the shelf life is like forever and they're literally one of the cheapest foods you can possibly buy I got these six packs at the dollar store I believe a dollar for six packs they last forever you know it's gonna give you the calories you need you don't want to have to live off of these things but in an emergency situation you can have them they don't taste bad they have beef flavored chicken flavor I believe they have like a shrimp flavor so you can get those I have a bunch of those in my emergency kit just mix them with water and it's pretty much a meal in itself it comes with seasoning packets and everything so that's awesome I, I really like having. Uh, some of the ramen noodles for the, for the side. Um, right now I'm going to show you one of my secrets. This is something that not a lot of people prep, but I do sprinkles. It sounds silly. All right. It sounds silly to prep sprinkles. You can see that I have a bunch of them here, multicolors and everything else. And the reason that I prep sprinkles is I have kids and you'd be surprised what you can get your kids to eat if you just add sprinkles. If your kid's not a big oatmeal fan, put a little sprinkles on it, right? So having these sprinkles is huge for me because, you know, you might get in a situation where you're trying to get your kids to eat maybe something that they don't necessarily love. I can put a little sprinkles on, make it fun, let them pick out a couple different colors. So I have tons of sprinkles in my house. I have tons of sprinkles in my prepping stuff. And I think it's something that if you have kids... Get some sprinkles because it will really, really, really help them eat foods that they might not necessarily want. These, I'm going to get into a little bit of my uh, different ways of prepping. So you can buy whatever you want. Set it up the way you want it. Um, You can leave stuff in your bags. This is one of the options. These are Mylar bags. I got these fairly cheap online. Um, They're gold on the one side and clear on the other side. They have a seal. You can heat them to seal them. If you look here, these are some of the things that I've put in mylar bags. I got a trail mix, I got some dry noodles, I have some flour, I have some oatmeal, and I have some beans. What I love about these is this is about a serving size for uh, you know my family, so I put them in there. I just throw a, a oxygen absorber in there. I seal them up, and what's really cool is they don't take up that much space. They're gonna last a really long time. You know, I've I've used all of these uh, noodles long after the expiration date. They still taste good. I've had the trail mix. I actually just ate some trail mix the other day. Uh, The expiration was for 2018, still tasted good. Um, The flour lasts a long time, but what's really nice about these, these little bags, they're perfect for bartering. So if you need something from somebody else and you guys are willing to trade, you're not giving up, you know, a full bag of something. You've already got it divided, so you can just use these for bartering or anything else you need. But the Mylar bags are awesome. That's another awesome way to seal things up. Don't forget about your multivitamins. Make sure you guys have vitamins stocked up. I found this at one of my uh, local, I believe it was, one of the big warehouses like a Costco or Sam's Club 500 tablets of vitamins it's perfect for me and my wife we take other kind of vitamins but i got these as an emergency they were really cheap so um you know we picked them up and i put them in emergency storage the shelf life on them was pretty long i actually after taking this picture i emptied it out and i vacuum sealed all of them so they'll last even longer but make sure you get yourself you know your vitamins and you know if there's any extra vitamins that you take, you know, seal them up. That'll just be something that you can use in an emergency situation. So milk is one of the hard things, especially here in neighborhood preppers where we don't get to just own a whole bunch of farmland and have cows and everything else. Milk is sometimes hard to come by. It was, it was hard to come by during this COVID-19 pandemic i um, getting out to the grocery store and getting fresh milk. This milk is awesome because it does not need to be refrigerated and it has really long shelf life. So I believe the shelf life on this milk was almost two years and it does not need to be refrigerated. What's really cool about this is it's one quart and it's really cheap. You can actually find this at your local supermarket, but you can also find this at the dollar store. Now I have had this milk. It's not the best milk in the world. But once chilled, it's pretty good. I gave it to my kids. They asked me, is this a different milk? And I said, it's just normal milk. And they said, oh, okay. So they did recognize that it tastes a little bit different, but they didn't complain. They drank it. I drank it. It's not that bad. But the big thing is, is you can use it for baking Um, it's really easy to store because you don't have to keep it in the refrigerator. So look for the milk. It won't be in the refrigerated dairy section. You can find it in a different aisle and you can also find it at the dollar store. I absolutely love it. I think it's a staple and it's really good for people who are prepping. Honey. I love having honey because honey is one of those things that is a natural sweetener You can sweeten anything that you eat. You can put it in your oatmeal to make it taste better. You can put it in your bread when you're baking to make it sweet. You can put it on your bread. If you are homemaking your own bread and it's kind of dry and it's not that good, not as good as the stuff you buy in the store, put a little honey on it. Um, Honey will last almost forever. Even if you see it crystallizing on the bottom, you can warm it up. It'll return to its original form. You can eat it super good I absolutely love it so make sure you get yourself lots of different honeys store it up other than the picture here I also have a gallon of honey that I got from one of the cider mills the local cider mills so save your honey I picked up this um, powdered cheese which is awesome because my kids love macaroni and cheese and I showed you earlier I had the little mylar bags filled of noodles So there was actually a shortage of macaroni and cheese here in Michigan due to the COVID-19 pandemic. I opened up this. I made some noodles. I mixed this with a little bit of butter and a little bit of milk. Macaroni and cheese. This stuff lasts forever. It's got a really long shelf life. Um, You can see it was $15. Uh, This is just one of the ones that I found online. I'm not endorsing any of these companies, so if you find a different company, go ahead and check it out but this one works for me. It tasted good. I've, I've just, you know, put a couple little spoonfuls on top of the noodles. Tasted great. Absolutely loved it. So this is something that for me was a must have because my kids without macaroni and cheese, they would uh, they'd be devastated. So getting this cheese was huge. Applesauce. Get yourself some applesauce because number one, it's healthy. Number two, it can be used as a dessert. If your kids are used to having, you know, Yogurt or jello or ice cream, they'll be just as happy getting some applesauce. But also, applesauce can be used as a replacement for eggs in a lot of recipes because of its texture. So if you can't get your hands on eggs, like you can't have your own chickens and there's a shortage like there was during this pandemic of eggs, you can use applesauce when you bake as a replacement for eggs. Yeast. Yeast was almost impossible to find. In the grocery stores during all of this time luckily i had a whole bunch of these packs of yeast it was awesome i walked downstairs we made uh there was a shortage of bread for a while and we started making our own bread couldn't find any yeast at the store i walked downstairs i had these now what's awesome about these ones is they're individually packaged so i could just rip one off use it we have the quick rising so it was a lot easier and it, it just worked for us so i have a whole bunch of these you just rip off each one's one serving usually so ripped it off and I had what I needed when I needed it and they last for a long time because they're individually packed, so you don't have to worry about resealing it or anything else when you're not using it let's get into um, my vacuum sealing so I'm going to show you this is my vacuum sealer I absolutely positively love it it's worked out perfect since I've had it Um, you can see that I have the two different rolls so the you can buy bags that are pre-sealed on the one side but they tend to cost a little bit more so I've actually just been buying the rolls and cutting it myself it's a lot cheaper you get more for your money and it's not really that much extra work because you just vacuum seal the one side before you do it Um, you can see I got the oxygen absorbers it's awesome I love using it I've been using it for a long time and it really 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 helps me as I start vacuum sealing so let me show you some of the stuff that I like to vacuum seal. Number one, noodles. Noodles last a long time anyways. You vacuum seal them, put them with an oxygen absorber, they're gonna last even longer. You can see here I got spaghetti noodles, I got macaroni noodles, and of course I got my elbow noodles for my kids' macaroni and cheese. Fruits, you got uh, freeze-dried strawberries, freeze-dried blueberries and freeze-dried mangoes of course anything that you find freeze-dried is going to last a long time anyways but you vacuum seal them throw an oxygen absorber in there you're going to get probably an extra five to ten years they're going to be good forever so i vacuum seal those every chance i get when i find them on sale i buy them and they're just absolutely awesome nuts and popcorn i love vacuum sealing those Popcorn makes a good dessert. You know, you can just throw it over a fire if you have to. You can throw it in the microwave. Uh, peanuts. I, I love that. That's protein. I, I get a lot of different kind of peanuts because I get flavored peanuts that I love to eat, but I also buy unsalted peanuts because my dad's a diabetic and he can't have the salt. So I make sure that I get some for him so that when the time, if the time comes, he has some peanuts to eat Has one of his staples of his diet. Beef jerky. Beef jerky has a long shelf life. They always have oxygen absorbers inside the bag. What I like to do is I like to take it out of the original package. I vacuum seal it. Some of it I have stored in my freezer. I have some in my bug out bag. I have some in my get home safe bag. And I have some in my prepping storage. Uh, beef jerky, it's got a lot of protein in it. It's really good. It's a good snack. It lasts a long time. So uh, beef jerky, like I said, I, I love vacuum sealing that and, and extending the shelf life my wife loves me for this one coffee I vacuum seal coffee Um, it is a staple in my my wife's life she wakes up she has a cup of coffee I'm not a coffee drinker but I know most people are I do have some already ground coffee and then you can see I have some coffee beans Um, I also again I vacuum sealed decaf coffee for my father But, you know, you want to make life as normal as possible. You still want to have energy throughout the day. So coffee, you know, whenever you see it on sale, if you buy extra, vacuum seal your coffee, and it'll last a long time. One of the staples of all preppers, rice. I vacuum seal my rice so that, you know, it lasts a long time. I like to put it in a serving size for my family. So that way, once I vacuum seal it, You know, I I don't have to try to re-vacuum seal it if, God forbid, we don't have power or anything else. So this is a serving size. You know, I can just cut it open, use it for food. It's also another one of those items that I had in my Mylar. Um, So you can, you know, barter or trade. Or if, you know, if I have to lend it to somebody, or not lend it, give it to somebody else, they can have some, you know, white rice. Uh, I have tons of these. I make sure I have a lot of white rice stocked up. You know, so that way it's a staple. It's got, you know, lots of calories in it. Um, It lasts forever. So vacuum sealed with that oxygen absorber, I'm going to get a long shelf life out of it. Uh, Oatmeal. I love vacuum sealing oatmeal. It's really good. You can cook it using only water. You may be asking what that white stuff is right there. That is actually heart-healthy Bisquick mix. If you uh, can see on there, I, I actually wrote down the recipe it's two cups of the bisquick one cup of milk and an egg so you got bisquick on hand I vacuum steal that it's gonna last a long time I can make pancakes I can make waffles I can make biscuits there's a lot of different things you can make with bisquick and my again you know my kids love their pancakes and stuff like that so if you have to, you know you want to prep the food, that you're going to use, that that you feel like is a staple in your household, and things that other people can use, and if you can't get your hands on flour, which there was a big shortage of, you know, you can do a lot of stuff with Bisquick, and it has a lot of multi-purposes and uses, so, uh, yeah, I food prepped a lot of the the Bisquick and stuff. This is something that I just recently did. I found these in the uh, baby aisle. Now, these are like a baby snack. They're a fruit and veggie melt these ones in particular had strawberry, raspberry, banana, sweet potato, and like spinach or something in it. And they're all, it's all freeze dried. And it's just a little snack that you can give to a baby. Well, I don't have a baby in the household, but all of those ingredients are really good ingredients and really healthy. And they can also be used as a snack for my kids. So when I saw them, I actually had a a coupon for them that I had gotten in the mail. So I went and checked it out. I saw, that I, I, I felt like the ingredients were important foods for us to have. They were freeze-dried, so I knew the shelf life was going to last. I brought them home. I freezed, uh, they were already freeze-dried, but I, I uh, put them inside my vacuum seal, and I got them stored up. I got a couple bags of those. They're good snacks to have. I ended up putting a couple small little bags inside my Get Home Safe bag so that we have you know the, that extra fruits and veggies and, and calories that we can snack on if we have to get home and, of course, in our food preps. This one is really silly. I don't know how this works. I'm going to have to get back to you. This is marshmallow. Now, we were going to have s'mores one day, and when I was at the store, I picked up some marshmallows, and I came home to discover that we had already had marshmallows at home. So rather than them going to waste and sitting around and getting hard and stale, I decided to vacuum seal them. Now, they were vacuum sealed a few months ago, and I just recently took them out, and they are still soft. So, I do not know how long these are going to last. I did no research online. I don't know if anybody's ever vacuum sealed and tried to store marshmallows for long term. So, at some point later on in a podcast, I am going to open these and I'll let you know how they taste. But you know you can use marshmallows for a lot of different things including camping as a snack for your kids so i did i vacuum sealed they look silly my kids thought it was hilarious and i'll let you know in a couple months when i open them and see how they taste so that's it's gonna be funny and <laughs> they look funny my favorite food prep egg noodles i am the king of egg noodles um Elton's laughed at me before. My, my parents laughed at me. My wife laughed at me. I love egg noodles. Um, I think they are, I think they're delicious. They are perfect for soups. They're perfect for stir fries. They're perfect by themselves with a little butter, Parmesan cheese. I could eat egg noodles with steak. I can eat it with chicken. I can eat it in my soups. I love egg noodles. They have protein because they're made with egg. And they have a whole lot more flavor than just any other plain noodle. I have over 200 bags of egg noodles. Most which I have vacuum sealed with an oxygen absorber. I have a whole case of just egg noodles stored up. So egg noodles is one of my staples. It's one of the items that I just, every time I go to the store, they're super cheap. So every time I go to the store, I just grab a couple. And I bring them home, and I vacuum seal them, and I, I put them in. I rotate, you know. I am using them all the time, you know, two times a week minimum. So I just go downstairs. I just I just grab them, and and that's what I use. So egg noodles one of my favorite food preps. So this is the last one I want to show you. Uh, I actually just recently discovered these online. These they look like M&Ms, but they're not. They are a dark chocolate covered quinoa now quinoa is very healthy for you it has a lot of nutrients and it's it's very healthy for you but then you cover them in dark chocolate and you got yourself a little dessert so we bought these online um and they got delivered to our house and we tried them and they were really good me both me and my wife liked them and the kids liked them so i figured hey my kids think they're getting a snack they're actually getting something healthy like quinoa then that's that's pretty important that's pretty that's pretty strong so we ended up buying a whole bunch more they were a little bit more expensive than your typical m M&M and and stuff but i thought the health value was was important so we ordered a bunch i vacuum sealed them obviously you can see the oxygen absorber i put them in my storage so now if and when the time comes we got a snack for the kids you know it's healthy they feel like they're getting a nice little dessert and it's just it's just awesome So I'm gonna show you guys exactly how I store my food. So after I vacuum sealed everything, I use these Ziploc containers. And these have a foam seal around the outside to keep moisture out. So you can see right here, this is one of my smaller ones. I fill it up all the way to the top. I fit as many as I can. Then you put the top on. Now inside of there, I'm gonna show you another one here. This is the big one. You can see it's weather tight. It's supposed to keep as much moisture out as it possibly can this is one of the bigger ones it latches all the way around but I put all my items in there and then what I like to do is I'll throw in a couple oxygen absorbers but I also throw in a moisture absor- absorber and what that's going to do is going to make sure that I don't get any moisture inside there so I put those in these containers are a little bit more expensive than your typical containers but just to have that seal around the outside is it's I think it's a great idea and then what I do is I take these, I live in Michigan, so we have the basements, but you want to make sure you find an area in your house that's going to stay cool, There's going to be out of direct sunlight, and that's where you want to store stuff. You don't want to leave stuff like in a garage where you're going to have a lot of temperature change. You want to keep it somewhere where the temperature is going to stay lower and not change too dramatically. So this is what I keep all of my food preps in. I have a whole bunch of them. And whenever I feel like I'm running out, I go get some more. It's absolutely ideal for all my prepping, and I love it. Now I'm going to show you two of my emergency last dying effort uh, food preps. So right here, uh, this brand is the Four Patriots, and you can also see I got the Mountain House. These are your 72-hour survival food kits. These are basically MREs. They're freeze-dried food. So you can see right on the top, I got the Neapolitan ice cream, got the dessert. But all of these are a 72-hour survival food kit. It's gonna give you breakfast, lunch, and dinner for three days. Um, I have had these. The Four Patriots are really good. I've had the Mountain House. It was really good. I know there's tons of brands out there. But I, I got enough for my family for about two weeks. I got them in this big storage bin. And this is, you know, all else fails. You know, the shelves are empty. The trucks aren't rolling anymore. And we've already rolled through our survival food. This is the the emergency. I mean, this is the emergency, emergency. And what's nice about these is the, the shelf life on them is like 25 to 50 years. And you could probably eat them even past that. They're all freeze-dried. All you need is hot water and you got yourself a meal. The other thing my last second is the survival tabs now the survival tabs you may have heard me talk about those in my get home safe bag I absolutely love them one pack has enough tablets 24 tablets will keep you alive and going for 48 hours at a time can be stretched to 96 hours in extreme conditions you know these things are just nice to have I have uh, two packs for everybody in my family I also have them in my bug out bag i have them in my get home safe bag so you know in an emergency situation i have these as a as a a last last um you know food that if i if i've run out of everything else i can turn to these um i've tried them before they taste pretty good i haven't found another brand Um, So as far as I know, the survival tabs are the only ones you can get, but you can get them at your camping stores and your fishing stores and stuff, but you can also get them right online. Survival tabs, you can buy them on Amazon. They're not that expensive and they're, you know, there's something you can get. Now, some of the stuff that I vacuum seal, I put in my freezer. Meats are really expensive. Meat's really expensive right now in Michigan. Chicken can go almost for three dollars chicken breast especially can go for almost three dollars a pound anytime i find a sale or a good deal i buy it up you can see i got some chicken right here that chicken was on sale at a butcher not that long ago you could get 10 pounds and if you bought the 10 pounds you got it for like a dollar 69 a pound so i bought the 10 pounds i vacuum sealed it. same with that steak it was on the last day of its sell-by that was like a $24 steak that I got for like 12 bucks. So I bought it, I vacuum sealed, good to go. Put it in your deep freezer. If you don't have a deep freezer, make room in your freezer. It's awesome to be able to store meat. I received an email the other day that had a question that said, how do you prep for your dogs? Actually, I said, how do you prep for your pets? I do the same thing. I vacuum seal and I store you can see right here I got this is a week's worth of food for my two dogs and a box of milk bones I vacuum seal I make sure I have storage stored up and as I need it I come down and I use what I need I can open this up whenever I got you know enough stored up for probably about I think I'm about two months ahead you know anytime I see a sale I pick up an extra bag, I try to do it as much as I can, and then I bring it home and I vacuum seal it, and it sits there, and, you know, my dogs are part of my family. I absolutely love my dogs. I'd hate to see anything happen. I know in an emergency situation, there's a lot of human foods that my dogs could eat, but I'm still vacuum sealing and trying to, you know, make sure that they're going to survive with me. So, guys, thank you so much for checking it out. We got a lot more coming, so keep listening and we will talk to you later bye
0: my approach to food and water storage is really really heavily dependent on the water piece i'm always thinking about the fact of the rule of three in terms of obviously being able to live without water for three days and again we're talking about the average healthy person three weeks without food all that type of stuff so water is not only obviously going to be used for drinking but you wanna be able to have it as a water source for the food that you're actually growing too. So water storage takes on a very large portion of what I'm doing. And with these tubs that you see, they're they're water storage containers. Each one holds 55 gallons. And I'm only showing two here, obviously. I'm not about to show everything that I have. It's kind of a prepper rule, we don't show everything. But I've got a, a couple more of these and each holds 55 gallons so I've got hundreds of gallons worth of water stored. I also do uh, rainwater collection. So I have uh, right now there's one barrel that's out there. It's completely full. So uh, I'm going to be actually adding to that and rotating uh, water and moving some indoors and finding other ways to to be able to store that's actually kind of secretive and you can't really notice it and see it. But Again, water is my primary thing that I always look to, my very first thing of of importance. It's it's just so important because you're going to be using it for cleaning potentially, you're going to be using it obviously to drink. If you are in certain circumstances where you need it even even for for cleaning yourself or even for actually obviously watering your flowers and plants and things that you're going to be eating. So a uh, lot of uses for water it's my number one important thing i think a lot of people look at food first like i need to have a bunch of food bunch of food bunch of food but it's it's easier to have a lot of food you can go buy canned food you can have tons of stuff sitting on your shelf but if the grid goes down if your water pumping station locally is down you're not going to be getting water to your house so you better have some saved up and you definitely want to be able to use some type of biofilm defender some type of potable potable water treatment excuse me and it's going to be important to be able to have nice good fresh potable water anytime something goes down but on top of that you definitely want to have a filter that sits outside of your water storage so if anything were to happen not only would the water be good coming straight out of the storage container I wouldn't trust that. I'm still not going to trust it. Obviously, I'm going to be treating the water. I'm going to take all those precautions, but I'm going to take that water. I'm going to boil it. I'm going to let it cool down, and then I'm actually going to run it through an external filter that I purchased, and it kind of sits in a in a bucket-like type of design, and the top part is the filter, and you just pour the water in, and it'll filter out through the bottom. So I think it's important not to just trust your treatment options if something goes down, you want to make sure that the water you're going to be ingesting is completely potable and it's going to be fine for your for your health and well-being. And one of the things that I think about is kind of going off the gallon rule in terms of if you know stuff really hits the fan and you have to worry about using water, the rule is think about a gallon a person per day. So if you have a family of four and you have 200 gallons of water saved, You do the math, that that gets you 50 days. So that's not even quite two months. So the longer you want to expect something happening where water is not accessible from your municipal system, just look at the the rule. You want to have at least a gallon per person per day. And you can scale up. Or scale down as much as you think you need. For me, I kind of want to go all the way and just make sure that I have tons. Now, when it comes to food storage, I think that I have a long ways to go. But I like to talk about those things with Bobby. I like to talk to neighbors and friends and think about the things that I can do to improve. But at the moment, I think I'm making a lot of progress. I'm getting better. I have a, a space in my basement that uh, you know, I'm showing you here that I use to prepare things. And this is not all of my food storage, obviously, but I have buckets of pre-saved things. And they're sealed in there and they have oxygen absorbers. I have the oats. I have the cornstarch. I have honey. Things that I know basically are not going to go bad. Um, I want to be able to think about the purchases I make and not have to worry about throwing stuff out or coming back to it later. These aren't things that I'm going to be rotating in or out. They're just things that I'm going to keep. They're things that I'm going to be able to put there not have to think about it, which I think is really important. I like to work out. uh, So I also have protein powder saved up. So that's cool too because I I, I use it actively, but I also kind of want to have some as uh, a backup emergency thing because, hey, if things go wrong and you don't even have access to a lot of food, at least if you have some water, you can throw the protein powder in there and you're getting some calories. You've got your water, you got your protein, which is going to keep your muscles going, especially if you're in a situation where you're exerting yourself, uh, for your own survival. I think that's huge. So, uh, protein powder is a huge part of my prepping and I really like it. And, you know, obviously I have some bottled water because I think it's important to have something portable that you, you know, have that option. Obviously with the large water storage, Uh, container tanks that i have you know you're not picking that thing up um if you got you know even 55 gallons of water you know with the container it might be 400 pounds so uh no one's moving that really easily and you want to have options for stuff on the go and uh one of the things that bobby really turned me on to was looking at egg noodles i think it's pretty cool i have a box of those uh Quite a few. It's 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 a lot. I've got a lot of egg noodles, um but they're already sealed, and uh it's nice that I don't have to worry about you know oxygen getting in there. Throw some oxygen absorbers in there, and they should last for a good while. I'm actually thinking of, you know, potentially down the road getting in a second deep freezer because I just want to have everything just frozen. Just freeze the crap out of it, have it there so I don't have to think about it, and it's going to have a super long shelf life. I obviously have the kind of go-to, which are MREs, uh, Meals Ready to Eat, uh, military version. They're kept down here. It's cool. It's dry. I don't have to worry about those things going back. I left it completely sealed up. And again, talking about getting a second deep freezer, I think I'm going to actually end up freezing all that stuff too anyway. Because, hey, why not freeze it forget about it. Uh, One of the things I think that's kind of funny, I have this kind of to-go container. I like to use Tupperware because it's easy to pick up and move and transfer if I ever needed to. But, you know, got a couple of extra egg noodle stuff in there and soy sauce. That's one thing that never goes bad. And I have tons and tons and tons of popcorn saved up. I think it's probably my favorite prep because obviously it takes up very little space, but you can make a lot of popcorn, obviously, with not that many kernels so have some vegetable oil thrown in there you know if I ever needed to kind of make some on the go and who doesn't like popcorn I mean popcorn is great so why the heck not um I've got some random things that pop in there and that's just because I don't really drink pop and I ended up having them I can't even remember how but pop as most people know now have has a lot of different Uses. I mean, you can use it as a cleanser. You can use it uh, as a, you know, you can scour stuff and get rust and all types of stuff off with pop. I mean, that carbonated water really has some unique powers. And, hey, I said, I have it. Why not throw it in there? Then, obviously, got some alcohol in there because I think everyone talks about if things go wrong, alcohol is a good bartering tool. But it's also an antiseptic. If you ever had to, you know, do some type of medical procedure without an anesthetic, you could get yourself drunk like they did back in the days. Uh, Tip it back and go ahead and do what you needed to do. And uh, it would obviously facilitate having to have something super, super painful happen to you. So things that are very important. And uh, the other thing is funny. I have this mini fridge I think I've had since maybe even before college. It was just crazy. But I just turned it up all the way to its highest setting and now the entire mini fridge works as a freezer. So it's funny, the water I have in there, the the random jello and, and spam containers that I have all in there, they're all nice and sealed up and everything in there is completely frozen. So I'm going to be adding a few more things in there uh, as I keep buying stuff. I'll probably put some more canned stuff in there and just make sure everything in there is frozen and I won't have to worry about it just kind of set it and forget it type of deal and obviously just as a family we have a deep freezer but it's exhausted I mean it's completely filled up to the top I don't have room for anything else I've got to do something and I think a second deep freezer is going to be the way to go all the things that my wife likes to get to for the stuff that we eat regularly she keeps at the top and all of my prep stuff is at the very bottom of the deep freezer. Um, that was obviously something she said, you know, if you're going to have all this food, you just throw that at the bottom because we're not going to be accessing that anytime soon. And so that's how we kind of worked it out. I've got all that stuff at the bottom and all the accessible stuff that we need as we obviously continue to live is at the top. And we'll just kind of do it that way. And as you guys do considerations for your own things, I know it's it's really hard to think about extra deep freezers and extra fridges. But hey, you can always find stuff on eBay. You can find stuff at garage sales. Um, You can find stuff, ironically, um, young folks moving out of their college dorms. People are a lot of times giving this stuff away. So, you know, try to find something on a bargain. I'm not into trying to buy anything brand new and go that route because prepping is not cheap and we need to find ways to make it economical. So, The last couple things that I added to my space in the basement where I kind of just do my preps, which is really new for me. I got a food dehydrator. Obviously, I would love to have a freeze dryer, but those things are two grand, three grand. And it's just not something I want to bite the bullet on right now. I think even the conversations that Bobby and I have had will say, hey, let's just dehydrate stuff vacuum seal it, and then freeze it. I mean, and you throw an oxygen absorber in there and it's basically going to last forever. We we got to find ways to make it economical for us. Uh, we're not looking to try to buy hordes of food all the time. It's just not... It's, you just can't do it. It's just too much, costs too much. Um, we're not rich folks. Obviously, everyone would love to be rich, but uh, we'll do, with, uh, do what we can with what we have. And so... Maybe at some point we'll get a freeze dryer. I think uh, we may even go in on it together and just even try to, you know, help folks in our family, help folks in the neighborhood. We really want people to think about freeze drying and, and doing that in large groups. Because, you know, if Bobby's growing certain food and I'm growing certain food and we got some neighbors growing different food, hey, we can go in together, freeze dry stuff and make sure we all have a little bit of everything. And so... The more we can think about community doing things as neighborhood preppers, it's gonna be fantastic. So that's really our focus. Um, obviously, we we have nice storages of beans and lentils. And at this point, uh, it's really hard to keep that stuff nice and sealed and contained. So I'm gonna go out and get some of those giant buckets that you can seal because I need to move, you know, I the giant bag of 50 pounds of (laughs) uncle ben's rice and i've got some other beans and lentils that are in some pretty large bags and containers and i want to get those in i want to seal them and vacuum out as much air as possible go ahead and throw the oxygen absorbers in there but i am really key on making sure you know it's in a cool dry place because my basement has basically no humidity absolutely no humidity I was, you know, we're going to go into this later when we look at some other episodes, but I waterproof my basement. I have waterproof channels along the baseline. If water ever found its way in the basement and it would go straight, it would drain straight to the sump pump. Um, There's actual waterproof seal on the concrete part of the wall. And then on top of that, there's a, a vapor water barrier. So it's cool. It's dry in the basement and, um, those pieces I can store, you know, the the dry rice and the beans and lentils I keep in there. So I can make sure that those stay fresh. Everything else, I'm I'm fine with just buying stuff at the store that's canned and just putting it away, you know, whether it's in the kitchen pantry and, and other places I have it stored because, you know, it's funny, Bobby always talks about, it. I'm not really a canned food kind of guy. And for me with the prepping, I'm just saying, hey, I just want it I just want to make sure I have some food. I want to make sure it's put away and not have to worry about it. So that was the big impetus for me. If I can, if it's something pre-canned, I don't have to worry about it. And again, uh, my big focus is water storage because water is going to be your water that you're actually drinking. It can be used for cleaning. Can be used to water any plants that you're growing. So it's, it's, it's important. And then obviously, if you're in certain communities, you're going to want to have to have water. If you have a chicken coop or you have other animals that you need to feed and give water to. So think about water first. Obviously food is important. If you can do it on the cheap side. Uh, one of the things I did recently, I went to the Dollar Tree and just bought a whole bunch of canned food and the, the, folks would probably look at me like I was crazy but I think Bobby and I are gonna probably do an episode for you too on just going to the dollar store and doing a lot of prepping at the dollar store I think it's really easy it's really important and you can get a lot out of it so stick around we've got a lot more coming to uh, at you I hope you're enjoying the content and digging it if you're still here make sure that you like subscribe and click the notification bell so that you can hear about our episodes and content first thanks for being here we'll get right back to you hey everybody we're back in studio i'm alton james and i'm again joined by the man himself mr bobby riggs jr how's it going buddy how's
1: it going Alton? doing good here man doing good here it was uh fun recording the video and getting all the pictures and everything i had a lot of fun doing it same here same here absolutely you know it's awesome because uh you know in the the, with a prepper mentality is you know hoarding everything you can not sharing everything and You know, I think that's what's awesome is, you know, it was a little nerve wracking pulling stuff out of storage and taking pictures of it. And even now, you know, recording and putting it out there for the world to see. But, you know, that's one thing, especially since meeting you is that's what I want. I I want people to know that, you know, I'm a prepper. I want people to know that I have things that can help them out. And, you know, me and you talk all the time that, you know, everything that I got sitting here is just as much your family's as it is mine. And Same here. you know it's its Absolutely. awesome just seeing all the stuff that you have and and everything that you've worked and put together for your family and and obviously likewise here, knowing that you know if the time comes where we have to use it, you know we can fall back on each other and you know it's it's it was hard because when I first started prepping, it was like everything was hush hush. I just wanted to keep it all to myself and just keep building and you know you always have that dream of moving out to the middle of nowhere and isolating yourself from the whole world, but. The more I thought about it and the more I looked into it, you know, this neighborhood prepper mentality is definitely, you know, what I want to build towards and strive to be. And, you know, we're getting a lot of stuff on our, um, a lot of traction on our our Facebook page and stuff, people. So it's awesome to see other people with the same like mind as us, that they want to build a prepper, you know, network with other people to work with, because I mean, it's hard. We, We both know how hard it is to get everything you want and at no point are we going to be done we're not going to be done we're just going to keep done. working and you know and and that's what really helps is the more people you have you can build off of each other so it was awesome seeing everything that you got and you know putting everything out there and it was a big step i think it's a big step for all preppers to put that information out there
0: definitely and you know for me just trying to this is for me, I always thought that food storage and water storage were kind of my biggest deficits. And I really wanted to grow in those. I really took a big leap forward with water. You know, I'm storing hundreds and hundreds of gallons of water now doing rainwater collection, all that good stuff that I showed you guys in the video. But, uh, you know, even most recently I got the food dehydrator. I got the vacuum sealer. I'm moving forward with those You know, I'm trying to do canning like, you know, you're trying to get into as well. And we want to have a guest on the show to talk about some canning and things that we can do to really improve that skill. So as I think about prepping, you know, I really harp on food and water, food and water, food and water. And if you have a great network, your network will be your security. Uh, You know, I think a lot of people we see in the prepper world, their first thing is, what gun can I get? how many, how much ammo can I get? Right. Right. What's the highest caliber I can get? And it's just like, but if you have a great network, you know, you guys will be everyone's security. But at the end of the day, we can't live without food. We can't live without water. And then the easiest thing or the obvious thing is that, you know, we all have homes. So our homes are our shelter and we want to take care of those, but food and water are so big. And this is such an important episode. And I really hope this resonates with a lot of people out there exactly and you
1: know you're going to see you know depending on where you're at and what you're watching there's there's always going to be that staple um you know stock up on as much rice as you can canned foods and, and while those are great sometimes you have to think out of the box and, and i hope that when you guys saw some of the preps that i have it you know put on a little light bulb like oh yeah i didn't really think about that and there's so much more too, and but you know we want to hear from you guys some of the things that you guys like to prep too um and everything you know we want to, we wanna keep building and keep growing our network, you know with you guys, and you know it was just awesome, it was awesome seeing everything um you know, but there's still other things that you you overlook and you don't a lot of people don't think about this, you know you have that amazing water filtration system and and that's just incredible and and I don't have that you know i I store bottled water, I have about somewhere between sixty and seventy gallons of bottled water put away. And you know I rotate my stock, and I also got bottled water, like the individual, like smaller bottled waters. But you know, just something off the top of my mind is, if you have a hot water tank, you have water stored in there at all times that you can get to. If that water, you know, if something does happen where, you know, God forbid the water system goes down, or you know, we've seen it firsthand. We're one of the worst in the country. You, everybody knows the story about Flint, Michigan. You know, and that's not that far from us. And, you know, they, they weren't getting the water that they deserved. And, you know, it, it's still a scary, they, they still aren't. And that's what. They still that's, aren't getting the water. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so sad. And And, you know, there was lead in the water. There was a lot of people getting sick, a lot of people dying from it. And, you know, that's that's a stone throw away from us. So it is definitely something that's always top of mind, especially here in Michigan and and everywhere else, you know, especially Hurricane Katrina and everything, you know, finding that fresh water is is scary. And and if you do have an opportunity to, you know, if you have to emptying out your hot water tank, you know, that's that's fresh water that's there for you. You can fill a bathtub. I know they sell those, you know, they sell those little poncho things that you can put in your bathtub and it, it fills up. But there's a lot of different things to do. Right. Um, we recently had to get a new hot water tank. Uh, ours, ours sprung okay. a leak. And the first thing I did when I went and got a new one, I said, all right, I'm gonna upgrade my gallons. And my whole mm-hmm. mindset was number one, I like to take hot showers. but number two, it was that's just more water that's stored you know, in my basement at all times. So just another thing for people to think about is you do have, you know, you do have water that's going to fill up and you can drain that and get to it whenever you want. What's other things you want to add?
0: I'm so glad you mentioned the be able, the, the, the ability, excuse me, to release water from your hot water tank. The other thing you can really think about is if you have a release valve on any of the shutoffs for your main water supply, particularly ones that would already be kind of, up in the floor joists, because that's more water you can release too. So you have latent water that just sits in your water system in your house. And, you know, that's an extra supply you can, you can get to. So yeah, and it's awesome. Very important to think about. And, and
1: you know, I love your rainwater collection and, you know, you got to check with your local state authorities and make sure everything's good. You know, we're good to go here. Uh, A lot of states right now are not only allowing it, but they're encouraging it, you know, gather up the water that you can. Um, me and you have talked, you know, I got that garden, we covered that in one of our last episodes, and I'm in the process now of making that, you know, rain storage water so that I can use that water to water my gallon, which could also serve as emergency water if the time came, you know and 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 I don't have the filtration system but there are other options with the life straws and you know just purifying the water you can buy the tablets you can use the bleach or whatever it is that you have to do to purify that water um but it is it's 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 just crazy especially like I said here in Michigan seeing how long flint has gone without fresh water it just is something that people take for granted every single day just turning on that tap and getting that fresh water so You know, between that and food, I mean that's it, that's the most important thing. And you know, whenever my big thing is not only am I prepping food for myself and for my family, but I'm prepping food for my mother, my father, my sister, you know, my future brother-in-law, my nephew. I'm prepping for you. I'm prepping things that I know are gonna have value because I'm real big on bartering. You know, like hey, you got some cans of food that I'd like. Here I got, you know, I got a pouch of flour. We can just trade straight up. Now you have something that you need, and I have something I need, and that's going to be value. That's going to be value if and when that time comes where you know that that currency, that paper money, doesn't hold value, and you know there's nothing more valuable than food in survival. Right.
0: Absolutely, and. I I think that's the most beautiful thing going back to the whole bartering system. And even beyond that, I've been doing a lot of things in bulk. And one of the things that really, uh, gives me a little bit of comfort. If anything was to ever happen is, you know, we can make big meals where it's just like, Hey, we make a huge meal. Your family can eat. My family can eat all off this one meal. And we can go back and forth and, and make sure we're all taken care of. So even beyond the bartering piece, just making sure, hey, we have enough to do enough for everyone. And, you know, you're doing the same thing on your end. And I think what has given me a little bit more uh, kind of pep in my step with the prepping thing is I read a lot. and You know this. I, I read a lot about everything. And, you know, Yellowstone is kind of in the process or overdue, for another big eruption and one of the the things that's so crazy about these large eruptions is they would blow a plume of of ash and smoke so far into the atmosphere that we would really lose our imports of food from trucking from the west and we really rely on that because the midwest we don't have a large growing season we really don't have a large uh farming industry here So, you know, something that happens out west would be detrimental here. And I think it's important for everybody to understand how interconnected our country is across states and, you know, how we rely on Florida for a lot of fruits and how we rely on California and the west for a lot of our vegetation. So, if we can really get in the mindset of saying, we're going to grow, we're going to preserve, we're going to get our foods, we're going to can them, we're going to vacuum seal them, we're going to dehydrate them and, you know storm away and put oxygen absorbers in there to really make sure that we have the food and water that we need if there was ever a major disruption and, and we are getting a little disruption right yeah, now with just covid-19
1: you know i mean we're seeing it you know nationwide is you know there was the the meat packing factory that that what 40, 50 workers came down with COVID-19 because they didn't have enough workers. They had to shut down for, it was almost a month and there was a shortage. And, you know, we saw one of the big trucking companies yeah. that had a handful of people They got the COVID-19 right. and then they, you know, were worried about the transportation. So some of that shut down and we did, especially here where, like you said, we mm-hmm. were the motor city, you know, anytime there's an open space, it's used to build, you know, manufacture cars and stuff like that. We don't have a lot of factories that are producing, you know, food or packaging food and stuff. We just don't have a lot of that in Michigan. So um, everything that we have is, you know, coming from out of state and with a lot of the shortages and the trucks not being able to make it here, a lot of the trucks also um, on, you know, the far side of the coast, they like to cut through Canada to come down to Michigan because it's a shorter drive, but the borders were closed. So exactly. They still are. So a lot of those trucks that normally, you know, Mm -hmm. had a turnaround of, you know, sometimes three or four days are now taking a week to two weeks. So we're seeing a huge shortage here in Michigan and, Oh my God, dude, grocery shopping is a nightmare and right now. we're seeing a huge price increase. I mean, it's, you know, a box of macaroni yeah. and cheese went from, you know, yeah. a, a buck five to now some of them are up to two, almost two fifty. you know, a box of macaroni and cheese. And that's something simple. And then you look at our meats and our, our meats are so ridiculous. Right. That's why, uh, you could see when I had my video, I, I talked about, I found a deal at a butcher on uh, some chicken breast. The guy was selling if you bought 10 pounds, he was selling it for like, like a buck 50 or a buck 60 a pound. And I mean, we're seeing it at $3 a pound right now. So when I had that deal, I was like, all right, give me 10 pounds. I'll vacuum seal it. I found a steak that was at the, the end of Mm -hmm. the sell by date. It was a $24 steak. But it was on sale for 12 bucks because it was at that end of the sell-by date. I took it home, vacuum sealed it, and I put it in my freezer. And, you know, anytime I get a chance to find a sale or get an opportunity to get something cheaper than what it should cost, man, I'm getting it and I'm finding a way to vacuum seal it and and store it for a long time because you just just don't know. I mean, you really just don't know in today's day and age, especially with everything going on. And God forbid we get, you know, another disaster catastrophe like a Yellowstone going off or you know a terrorist attack or something that's going to put this nation at a standstill and it's crazy man it's crazy and I'm just so thankful um you know through this whole pandemic we we did very minimal shopping you know it was it it was kind of relieving and kind of cool to just Mm -hmm. dig into my preps and pull some of the things out and you know, it was like, cool. Like, you
0: know, I got this. Hey, right. you,
1: you, you need some egg noodles. I got this. <laughs> Cause yeah. you know me,
0: I love my egg noodles. Hey, you're so. the one that, that turned me on to them. you know, and I, I was showing in the video, how huh? I've got those stored up, uh, myself and yep, you know, it's you just too. things that are easy, things that are convenient. You don't have to, and if things really did hit the fan, they're not difficult to cook boiling in some water you know you're you're good to go and in whatever you want so and remember
1: this too if that if it comes to and we're talking you know like dire horrible situations where we were just talking about you know the pipes not working and us not getting water and everything like that remember too a little bit of water can go a long way especially if you're cooking with a top on you can reuse that water right you can drain it you can reuse it um, you can cook your noodles and then turn around and boil your chicken in it, or you can boil your chicken and then turn around and cook mm-hmm. your noodles in it, and it's going to give your noodles that chicken taste. So, um, you know, it's it's not all about just cooking it and then, man, I just wasted a gallon of water or whatever it is. You, you can reuse that, and, and that's a mindset exactly. that you have to have, and you have to have that before you get into that situation so that you're not wasting. And something else, too, is um, with storing food, like you said, I love to break mine down into, you know, uh, portions for my family. Um, You know, so like if I need noodles, because a lot of times I can open up a bag of egg noodles and and that's too much for my family. So if I open it, then I have to worry about storing it again, you know, whether it's, you know, so I like to break it down and, and store it in portions for my family. But I also store stuff so that if I am cooking for more I have that option to do so so that you know we can we can host a feast and you know you can always add more but it's really hard to to take it out and then try to you know if we don't have power to re-vacuum seal or if we don't have the you know if, if something happened and I don't have my vacuum seal or if it broke and whatever it is. So I do like to break my portions down instead of just getting it and then saying, okay, I have this. Exactly. Um, so I, I like to break it down. And I want to go back to, to the bartering is when you break them down, it makes it easier to trade because people are going to have, everybody's going to value everything different, right? So so what may be important to me may not be as important to you. So definitely, when you're bartering, there's not a price tag on things. So you have to have that communication. You have to talk to each other. And I love bartering. Me and you did almost a, we, I mean, we were just being friendly and, and everything else, but we kind of did a little bartering today. We were talking, you just got a new rifle and you're like, yeah, I just got to get a scope. And I was like, dude, I got a scope sitting right here for you. So I walked mm-hmm. out, I handed you a scope, and then yeah. we were talking out about working out and everything. Right. And I was like, man, I gotta get a pull-up bar. And you're like, hey, you gave me that scope. I'm gonna come out and throw you over. I got an extra pull. So, right. you know, we were just being friendly and helping yeah. each other out. But but that's what bartering's all about. I got something that you need that I don't need right now. You got something that I need, and just working it out. So when that time comes, especially right now when we're seeing shortages. If you've got extra yeast and I can't make bread, hey, throw me over yeast. I got all the ingredients we need. And then when I make that loaf of bread, I'll send half your way. And it's great. It's great to have that companionship and and be able to do that. But you can also just trade it good for good. Um, You'd be surprised in in an emergency situation, you know, what a box of ammo would go for, how much food you could probably get using just a box of ammo. You know, especially if you can't find it on the shelves. So that's true. I love doing this. Like I said, it uh it was uh it was really different as a prepper pulling everything out and taking pictures, knowing that I'm gonna share it with the world. Um, you know, but it 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 was it was a cool feeling to know that we're building a network of people that you know, I, I I I wanna share this information with, I wanna share what I have because I want them to share with us so that we can expand this network this group and get everybody on the same mindset because if everybody starts doing this and everybody's sharing their knowledge and sharing their their items and everything, the world's going to be a better place and we're
0: not going to have anything to worry about. Exactly. And that's why that's one of the tenets of our neighborhood prepper mentality is that we're always seeking to learn, but we're always sharing that knowledge because if you know something and you don't share it, what good have you done for the rest of humanity? You've done no good. So... Uh, the more that we can learn things and share with one another, and and build up and empower other people to be able to do the same, just the better we are. And you mentioned it before, but we're getting so many messages, um, people reaching out to us saying, you know, how much they like uh, the idea of the the neighborhood prepper mentality and doing things as a community versus just, I'm a prepper, you're not, so stay away from me type of thing that the only way we're ever going to to do anything of of value and importance if we do it together as, as a group in a community so I just love it I'm, I'm glad that we're able to do this
1: me too and I I know we are knock on wood we are getting closer to the end with the COVID-19 I know there's numbers coming up and down I can't wait to get in studio I can't wait to expand this and, and you know start pumping these out on a more weekly basis and man we have big stuff coming up don't we we got we got some big yeah, names coming. We got some awesome stuff. Yeah. I can't wait, man. I think I think people are just gonna, you know, they may not know the name, but once they hear it, they're they're gonna know it and they're not gonna forget it. We're gonna get some cool information out on the next podcast. I'm I'm so excited. I know you are.
0: <laughs> oh, very. You know I me. I'm you. I'm all techie, man. I'm all tech.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna be doing some awesome stuff for anybody interested in EMPs and stuff like that. And I. I know your, uh, your show prep is probably a mile long right now because you're going to be so excited like a kid in a candy store.
0: Absolutely. Um, and one of the things that we'll touch on it, but uh, our, our climate obviously is changing, but the, the sun is entering a new solar cycle. There are so many things to think about when we look at how changes in the sun can have an effect on our climate whether it's EMPs, whether it's uh, geological activity. Uh, I just mentioned Yellowstone a minute ago, but these are all things that, you know, our infrastructure is really not prepared to handle. And so the more we can do that as a community, the better we are. Uh, If we have groups in subdivisions or neighborhoods that are doing community gardens they're just all these things. They're just going to uh, put you more at ease. And, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but if you do
1: research, you know, the the EMP thing, it, it almost is one of those like tinfoil hats. Like, oh, that'll never happen to us. You know, oh, nobody will ever be able to do that. But it wouldn't right. take much, number one, to have an EMP attack on us. That's worst case scenario. But solar flares... This is something that's happened before in, I believe it was the 1920s. Yeah. And, yeah, and... It's happened, yeah, and happened it, even since than Yeah, it took out a that, couple man. satellites. It yeah, happened yeah, a but, couple and, years and ago. I believe it took in the out a 1920s, couple satellites. it shut down a lot of um, electrical stuff that, you know, we had here in the United States. But it was different then because in the 1920s, everything wasn't run off the Internet and our computers and our phones and... You know exactly. exactly. So it was like just telegraphs you know,
0: and stuff like okay, that. Okay, yeah. this
1: happened. How can we prevent this? You know, and they they got stuff up and running. But it's different now. I mean, when you're talking about life support, pacemakers, computers, communications, military communications, it really could a a solar flare could be everything catastrophic to. Water pumping station. Exactly. Water so treatment centers. Um, you know, there, there are things you can do. There's things that you were all over. It's stuff that I didn't even think about. And now you got, like, my gears rolling. And now I'm building Faraday cages. And it's just, you know, it's just nice. awesome. And, and I, I mean, God, I, I'm so excited for the next episode. It'll be the first episode where we've had a guest, you know, so i'm so excited man
0: <laughs> likewise likewise it's gonna be and, cool. but in the meantime we 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 do want to revisit um the food prep we want to uh right. have a guest on about canning about thinking about right. some of those pieces yeah i know i want to revisit our uh get home safe bags because for sure i've added pieces to mine um I know you've probably uh, been rethinking yeah. yours as well. Oh, I've already added to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, as have I. So uh, we have a lot of things in store, and uh, we're just really excited to to bring you guys more content. And if you guys have questions or things you want to see, please let us know. Guys, big thing right now, big thing. Okay, we have we're way over the hundred
1: you know followers on uh, Facebook right now, but you gotta subscribe. All right. When you go on and you watch those videos it takes one second click subscribe that way you're going to get all the updates if you're subscribed you're going to get extra you know we're going to release extra footage and stuff you want to make sure you know that and get subscribed you know so that way we know how many people are following us how many people are subscribed so that way we can you know we can get more guests we can say hey you know we got this many subscribers that you let's get some information out there so we're relying on you guys. So, you know, it's awesome that you guys are following us. We, we love it. You know, it's so cool to go on and communicate with everybody, but make sure you hit subscribe, whether it's on YouTube or anchor or both or whatever it is, because, you know, we want to keep building this and we want to get in touch with you guys. We want you guys to keep reaching out to us, send us those emails, get us those messages, keep joining, recruit your friends, right? That's what Neighborhood Preppers is all about. You know, you don't want to just take into this knowledge by yourself. Talk to a neighbor, talk to somebody down the street, talk to a friend, talk to a family member. Um, since I've started this, I've had a lot of friends that, you know, we're just like, yeah, it's cool, you know, whatever. But all of a sudden, like they're into it, you know, um, you know, we talked about you got those ham radios and, and I ended up giving one to my buddy mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's funny, he was out driving and we were testing the range on, on the the radio that we got, just seeing like, okay, what happens if he drives this far? And I was nice. impressed with the range of those. And, and you know, we're, we're having fun and we're always adding, we're always adding more. And, you know, now that I reached out to my friend and I got him this radio, now he's all pumped about it. So like, he's getting into it. He's like, hey, let's, let's uh, look and see if we can find bigger antennas so that we can reach each other further. And exactly exactly so you know now he's all pumped and it it all started um i i talked to luke the gentleman who won the pocket knife and he was introducing me to somebody that he talked to at work who you know we talked he lives right down the street from us and he's like man i love what you guys are doing you know i want to i want to get involved i want to start doing this so just that word of mouth you know is that's how you're going if me and you would have never talked we we wouldn't be sitting here today. We wouldn't be sharing our knowledge. So so spread the word, exactly. talk to people. Nobody's gonna think you're a crazy person with a tin foil hat, especially in today's day and age, especially what we're witnessing around the world, right? They're gonna look at you and they're gonna say, All right, I'm in. Like, let's learn together, let's work together. Now's the time, right? So now's our time to shine as preppers. And you're far better off and it's far easier to build a network where you live, in your subdivision, in your city, than it is to say, okay, now's a great time for me to pack up and move into the middle of nowhere, right? So so keep doing what you're doing, and uh, I had a lot of fun today. I had a lot of fun taking all those pictures and everything else, man. So do what you do and take us out of here and get us set up for next episode.
0: All right, so guys, the next episode, going to have a special guest. We're not going to say anything now. Be uh, be tuned for more subject matter experts that we're going to have on the show. But for this one, you've been listening or watching about storing food and storing water. I'm Alton James. I've been joined by the man himself, Mr. Bobby Riggs Jr. You've been watching Neighborhood Preppers, and we're signing off. We'll see you guys next time. Take it easy, guys. Peace. Peace.